From Square Two, this is What's Wrong With Revenue. I'm Mike Lieberman, CEO at Square Two, and along with my longtime friend, Eric Kalis, and co-founder at Square Two and six-time entrepreneur, Eric and I will answer the question CEOs have every single day, what's wrong with revenue? You can be part of the Livecast show where we'll answer your questions every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, or catch the show on demand on YouTube and on all your favorite podcast networks. Also check out all our audio and video content on Square2 Plus at the square2marketing.com website. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to What's Wrong With Revenue. I'm Mike Lieberman and this is season two. First of all, let me just say we've been off for a couple of weeks and it's been a nice hiatus. Eric and I have been doing a lot of strategic thinking about the show's format and what we want to talk about in season two. And you may have noticed that we're calling season two the revenue generation system season because we've done a lot of looking around and evaluation around what's missing and what really will help companies propel themselves forward from a revenue perspective. And in season two, we're going to lean into this concept of a revenue generation system and talk a lot about how to systematize, how to install process, and how to build a repeatable, scalable, and predictable revenue generation system for your business. So season two, strap in, hold on. We're going to really help you guys differently about how you generate revenue. Eric, great to see you again. Great to have you back on the show. Great to be into season two, episode 61. Uh, Before I go into what we have planned for today's 61st episode, uh, anything you want to add to my opening comments? No, except that I hope the the folks that are listening really understand that our number one goal is to help them think differently about how they can generate revenue. And all of the things we're giving are actionable, tried and true. There's no like, let's run a TikTok campaign tomorrow, right? This is all about building a really great system that's going to give you predictable results. So, you know, come along with the ride, uh, listen to some of the tidbits. Lots and lots of clients are using this and enjoying it. We just want to share it with the world. Awesome. So welcome to episode 61. Uh, What's wrong with revenue? Companies run on systems, but revenue doesn't have a system. That's the topic of our show today. Um, and if you're like most companies, you've probably seen some sporadic revenue growth, uh, revenue growth. Some months you hit your goals, other months you don't. Um, when Eric and I do speaking, we like to ask the audience lots of times, well, how many of you have hit your goals for the last month, for the last quarter, for the last year? And by the time people are remain standing or have their hands up, you're talking about 10% of the companies can hit their revenue goals month over month and sustain it for the entire year. So clearly there's an issue with this entire process. And uh, instead of kind of bouncing around on different tactics like we did in the first season, we're gonna really lean into this idea of how to help you install a revenue generation system in your business. And in the first episode of What's Wrong With Revenue in 2023, we're going to lay out the thinking behind a systems approach to revenue, why it works, why you need it, why you need it to grow, um, what you need to start thinking about to get the system installed in 2023. And specifically, we'll cover you know, what is a revenue generation system? That might seem foreign to you when you Google it. There are literally almost no uh, results for revenue generation system. So our feeling is this is a very 
uh, new topic that we want to help people understand what a revenue generation system is, why most companies don't have a system for revenue when they have so many systems for so many other areas of the business. That was actually something that got Eric and me thinking like, well, you have a system for hiring, you have a system for purchasing, like, why don't you have a system for revenue? So you that's know, Mike, an interesting topic. No matter what invoices we get for square two, let's just send out any old amount to anybody, right? Like, right. That's not the way it works. Right. How about hiring? Now, okay, bring them in. Right. So we want to talk about that. Uh, we also want to make sure that this is right for your company. You know, not every company is, is going to be right for a revenue generation system. So we want to talk about what types of companies this might really be a good fit for. And then what's involved in getting the system set up. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're committed to the entire season focusing on this. So we're going to dig into this concept in a great degree of detail over all of our systems. Uh, sorry, <laughs> over all of our episodes. Um, we're going to continue to do weekly episodes. They will be dropped every Thursday morning like we used to do and all of our favorite uh, platforms. So like I always say at the beginning of every episode, you can check us out on YouTube. The Square Two channel is going to have all of our uh, past episodes and all of our future episodes will be posted every Thursday morning to the Square Two Marketing YouTube channel. You can like us, you can subscribe, you can provide comments. We really appreciate the feedback from our audience. The episodes will also be on Square2 Plus, our free and pretty cool streaming service located at uh, square2marketing.com backslash square2plus. So we'll have a area there for all season two episodes of the show and we'll be available on all your favorite podcast platforms. So if you're into podcasts, you'll be able to check us out on all your favorite platforms. Those shows will also be dropped every Thursday morning so you can get What's Wrong With Revenue in podcast format right there. And finally, we have a dedicated page on our website. If you go to the bottom in the footer, there's a What's Wrong With Revenue page. You can click on it and you'll see shows as well as an opportunity to subscribe to the show. So if you want to get notifications about upcoming shows or you want to get the show emailed right to you, to your inbox, so you can listen to it and watch it, you can subscribe on that page and you can also submit questions. So we do handle questions here from time to time. If you have any about anything we're talking about, submit it and Eric and I will make sure we get it covered. So. With that, let's kick this off. Season two, what's wrong with revenue, the revenue generation system. So Eric, what, what is a revenue generation system? Like it seems maybe a little far into some of our audience. How would you describe that to people so they can start to get you know some context to what we're going to be talking about? Yeah. To start the conversation, just like other areas of your business have processes or systems, sometimes marketing, sales, and customer service when they're talking about revenue generation, it's a little willy-nilly. So all we're saying is let's put it into a framework that you can use on a monthly, uh, sorry, weekly, monthly, and quarterly basis to continue to drive results. So it's just a system as opposed to a random acts of marketing or meeting uh, inconsistently or not looking at data on a regular basis, all those things you should be doing. The backstory of RGS or the revenue generation system is we've been using it for 20 years. We just have been using it internally and not really teaching or educating clients on how they could continue the work after they graduate from an initial engagement. 
what our goal is for 2023 is to help companies by kind of like opening the kimono and showing what the system is that we use with clients so that they can adopt it for themselves. You could do it yourself. You could do it with us. We could do it for you, right? But at least you have the understanding that a revenue generation system is available to get you better results than just the random acts of marketing that most companies engage with. So that's like at the highest level. To go a little bit more on the backstory, some of our listeners that are engaged with entrepreneurial or mid-market sized companies might use a strategic planning platform. The popular ones are Scaling Up, formerly known as Rockefeller Habits, or maybe EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, or some of the other ones out there that are industry specific. And what happens in a strategic planning is that we have our big, hairy, audacious goal for 10 years, and then we break it down. And what do we have to do for three years to get to that big company goal? And then if we have to do that, what do we have to do this year to get to the three-year goal? And then what do we have to do every quarter to get to our annual goal? And then what do I have to do today to make sure this quarter is a success? Pretty straightforward program. We've been doing that in marketing, sales, and client services forever. But very few people take that same uh, rigid approach or or uh, uh, um a good framework and apply that to sales and marketing. So that's where the process or the system part of it comes in. I'm not saying that people aren't doing strategy, creating tactics, doing campaigns, installing technology. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is a framework to bring it all together so they're all interconnected and truly representing one plus one equals three. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. And the, the uh, current kind of, Business operating systems are a good parallel for what we're recommending um, around revenue, right? So, you know, some of the same struggles people have in, in, in getting their businesses to the next level, which EOS and scaling up satisfies, are having similar challenges getting their revenue to the next level. And RGS should step in and provide similar frameworks and, and tools to help people kind of get revenue organized so they can get to the next level from a revenue perspective. I actually think your word organized, Mike, is the essence of what we're talking about here, right? To bring it all together into an organized system, get everybody to buy in and execute using the same system is like 50% of the battle right there. Yeah, I also think that, look, we've been doing this for 20 years, which means we've been, by the way, this is our 20th year in business. So we we never really even talked about any kind of big like 20th anniversary celebration this year, but we really should consider that at some point, right? I would like to publicly announce I'm into all celebrations. <laughs> right. So we've been doing this for 20 years. And in 20 years, you see a lot of parallels from company to company, regardless of what industry they're in, regardless of what size they're in. Like we've kind of identified all these things that are missing and packaged them up in this system. And Eric's right. We've been using it on behalf of our clients. Now we're kind of making it a little more public and sharing it with, with people in a variety of ways. Um, just like EOS, you can buy the book and implement it yourself. You can uh, use some of the EOS tools on your own, or you can hire an EOS implementer to help you, you know, do it in a more structured and, and I guess, uh, uh, facilitated way. You know, we're providing a similar option around the same tools that we've been using. And what's interesting about the system, while Eric touched on kind of the process piece of it, you know, how you want to organize the work and, you know, assign the to-dos and set your goals. There's also a whole bunch of executional pieces that we've also noticed are missing quite frequently. So uh, 
currently we're, we're, uh, Square Two is offering some um, strategic content around creating a big story for your B2B business. A lot of people feel like messaging is more for B2C companies because they're you know retail oriented, but your B2B business, B2B business needs just as strong a message as any B2C company. So you know, when we talk to a lot of clients, we notice that they're missing the big story. Part of our work with clients is to help them build that big story. So, you know, when you're implementing a system, one of the checkboxes is, what's your big story? Oh, you don't have one? Okay, great. Here are some tools and here's an exercise to help you create your big story. What's your differentiation? Oh, you don't, you, you, you don't have a differentiation uh, effort or maybe your differentiation isn't too differentiated. Here's some tools and exercises that you could go through, some materials to understand what it really means to be differentiated, to kind of check that box and get that piece of the system covered too. So all the things that we've noticed over the years that are missing is covered in the system in every aspect. It's like really a 360 degree uh, a coverage plan for how to make sure that nothing in that should be in a revenue generation system is missing. And it goes through your website, it goes through your, you know, how you're getting found. It goes through the way you're building campaigns, the way you created content. You know, it, it helps you with your buyer journey so that all those steps in the buyer journey are covered. There's really no stone left unturned and as you would expect a system to deliver, right? The whole point of a system is that you don't have to think about it. Someone else has thought about it and they're giving it to you and all the aspects of that system are covered. That's what people are looking for generally when you uh, take something that needs to be systematized and apply a system to it. You want to take best practices. So we've taken all of that, put it into this package system, and now we're helping our clients learn how to do exactly what we've been doing for clients for 20 years. It has a lot of proven experience built into it. Anything you want to add to that? No, it's exciting. Okay. All right, good. So I'm curious, Eric, you, you talk to a lot of companies. You're heavily involved in the entrepreneurial community. So, you know, one of the things I want to cover today is why do you think most companies don't have a system for revenue? Like we talked about how they have all these other systems for other parts of the business. How has revenue eluded the application of a more systematic approach to it? You know, I, I think it stems from the, the fact that the legacy of marketing, right, let's start there, is it's a creative function, right? Not like operations, manufacturing, even accounting. There's nothing creative about that. The money comes in, the money goes out, we, we chart the profit that's left over at the end of the month and we do it all again. It just lends itself to being a systematic approach to that pillar of your business. Operations, same deal. The goods come in, we unpack them, we use them to build other goods, we put them back in the box and we ship them to our clients. Very systematized. But when you look at something like marketing, people think, oh, it's storytelling and graphic design and website design, and that doesn't lend itself to a system. It's an art form. Well, we all know that as every day that goes by, marketing becomes more and more you know, uh, quantifiable, more and more executional, as opposed to being an art form. Now, let's talk about sales. Oh, you know, you got to get a salesperson that has a, 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 a flair for selling. They're a salesperson personality. Well, 
maybe that was true before the internet where the salesperson was the only conduit to your company for the prospects and clients to connect with. But now we can interface with the company via their website and portals and all sorts of things. And the role of the salesperson has changed. But the legacy is leave the salespeople alone to do their things. They make it rain. Even though CRMs are exactly a process for taking people through this, uh, sorry, are a system for taking people through the sales process. But I can't tell you how many companies like, oh, we don't, we don't force our salespeople to use the CRM. They do whatever they want as long as they're bringing in customers, which obviously isn't very quantifiable. So I think the legacy of sales and marketing lends itself to being a little bit off to the side, right? Nobody would ever say, you know what? In accounting, we're just going to put all the money in a shoebox. And then when the vendors ask for it, they'll just come over and reach into the box and take what they need. Like, it's so organized because it's money or it's so organized because it's manufacturing. It's just not the same with sales and marketing. So I'll give you another reason as well. Very few CEOs grow up in an environment where sales and marketing is their background uh, and they take over the helm of the company. And what I mean by that is sales and marketing processes and systems are their background. So because you don't know what you don't know, you become CEO of a company. And you're like, oh, well, in my other company, we just let marketing be creative and we let sales do whatever they want. And as long as they were hitting the number, we were fine. And even if they're not hitting the number, we can't get rid of them because they're the rainmakers, right? It's just this like legacy thinking of leadership of like what sales and marketing represents to the company. But we found that it's completely the opposite. That if there is, like, I love when an engineer is our client and they're like, wait a minute, I'm uncomfortable with my sales and marketing being all willy nilly and like artistic. This has to be engineered into a sales process, a marketing process, because those people actually get it. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do that. And you can predict the outcomes. And that's very much like RGS or the revenue generation system is that it's pulling it all together. The clients we have that are executing, they have a much clearer vision. They're able to predict a quarter or a year out because the system itself is driving that data, is organizing those activities, it's quantifying them, and they just feel more comfortable that they have a handle on where they're going with the growth of their company. Yeah, I think those are all really good points. I also think the, the, the world has kind of changed as well, right? Like we've talked a lot about how you know, sales used to really control the entire process. If you wanted to do business with a company, you called them up and you spoke to a salesperson and the salesperson controlled the entire buyer journey from beginning to end. Well, it hasn't been like that in quite some time and it's becoming less and less like that. In fact, I think some of the latest statistics is sales might be involved in maybe the last 10 or 15% of the buyer journey. And you know that the, the the customer is is self serving themselves all the way up until that point. So, you know, the world has changed very dramatically. There was a lot of talk at the end of last year about the current digital playbook being a bit tired and uh, a lot less effective than maybe it was even a couple of years ago. So, you know, the same old sales emails and the same old marketing tactics where you you know, buy a list and bombard people with email just is not going to work like it used to. So, and then I think on top of that, you throw this, you know, economic uh, cloud about what might happen, could happen, is happening on top of everything. And you, you really end up with the need for something that is much more efficient, much more predictable, 
and much more uh, uh, scalable if you're trying to grow your company. Like in essence, it's much harder to grow a business today than it was five years ago for all the things I just said. And without a system, it's going to continue to be difficult and, and challenging. And, and I think this is a great opportunity to try something different. Like a lot of people have tried these things that we've been talking about uh, in the beginning of this episode. And I think now it's time to really try something different, something that takes a more systematic approach to something that probably should have been systematized a few years ago. The opportunity to do it is now the technology is there. The tools are there. Uh, the, the 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 prospects are are looking for this kind of kind of well thought out systematic approach to their experiences anyway. So there's a lot of convergence around timing and why a system is something that you really need to be considering uh, if you're struggling to hit your your revenue targets. Yeah, I mean a really great example is Carvana or Vroom, right? There's nothing more cliche than the car salesman, salesperson, I'm sorry. If you're looking at the car salesperson, that is like the ultimate representation of the salesperson. But yet these two companies that I mentioned have proven that it could be a systematized way to buy a car to market, sell, and follow up with people using a, a process or a system. And it cuts out all the fat, it reduces labor expenses, but most importantly, the marketing and sales or revenue team at Vroom can control the entire experience down to the most granular detail. Um, and that is very, very contemporary versus I don't really know what my salespeople are saying and what they're doing and the purchase orders that they're, you know, uh, turning in. And that's the, the, um, uh, next milestone we should look for that most companies should just get on a system or a process for their sales and marketing, uh, perfect it, and then you can scale with just a, a little bit of increase in some of the variables as opposed to hiring more people. Right. And, you know, we've talked about this lots of times, but I'm sure you can remember many conversations we've had with prospects where they asked us, well, I could hire you or I could hire more sales reps, right? That's always the alternative to investing in marketing is hire more sales reps. I don't think in today's world or economy, hiring more sales reps is necessarily going to equate to more revenue. You just can't make more phone calls. You just can't send more cold emails. You just can't go to more networking events or more conferences or more trade shows and expect the company to grow. That playbook is long since should have been um, retired. So you know, if you can't hire more reps, you have to look at more efficient ways to do things. And this concept of a system gives gives you two, two interesting opportunities. One, it applies data across the entire experience. So, you, you know, you now know exactly how things are going at every single step of the way, which means you can uh, make adjustments to improve that data. And then you can actually start lining up and knocking down any potential optimizations to either marketing or sales or customer service execution to drive revenue even further, something that you couldn't necessarily do before. If you had six sales reps and they were all doing whatever they wanted, there's no way to get data on that, nor is there a way to optimize that process. But if six reps are doing exactly the same thing in exactly the same way, you can be like, hey, this piece here is not working like we thought it would. Let's change it everyone start doing this new thing immediately and you can see the lift you get from that. Uh, something you could not get in previous iterations of uh, kind of to your point, well, let sales do whatever they want to do, assuming they're, you know, uh, making it rain. 
Yeah. And meanwhile, if you ask your typical business owner who has 10 salespeople or more, how many of them hit their monthly quota, the answer is two or three. And I simply right. make fun and say, well, why do the other people still work for you? Oh, well, uh, you know, humana, 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 you don't have an answer, right? But if you put it into a process and the worst performing person cannot close the deals per the system, it's an easy uh, thing. Just, you know, get rid of them. Yep. All right, good. So we kind of covered why companies don't have a system. Let's talk about who's right for a revenue generation system. So I'm not going to say that every company is right for this or certain criteria that I think would have to be in place for this to be successful. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what some of those um, capabilities or what some of those signals might look like for someone who's listening or watching the show to be like, this is what I need. This is right for me. I can handle this as opposed to maybe those companies where this would actually not be a good fit for them. What, what would yeah, you say to so, that question? Right. So in anything, even though it's a process in our system and we're screaming from the mountaintops, right, that, that you, you still need people, right? So I think the biggest quality of those people comes down to two things. One, they're open-minded and two, they're goal-oriented. When I say they're open-minded is that when you introduce the RGS or the revenue generation system to them, they should immediately be like, oh, I see the power of this. This is going to be great. Let me participate and give my uh, buy-in, right? And the second thing is we agree that we want to hit a goal, right? As a company, we want to go from $3 million in sales to $4 million in sales. And when we break that down into a quarter, we need to do an extra 250,000 and each client is worth 50,000, which means we need five new clients and our close rate's 50%. What I'm going through is a simple thing like people that understand that it's quantifiable and are goal-oriented fit very nicely into RGS. If someone is going to be like, hey man, don't hold me to any quotas. They're just not going to appreciate a system that is driving towards revenue growth. And in the same respect, if they're not open-minded and they're just like, look, we've been doing it this way for 20 years, why upset the apple cart? They're not going to be a good fit anyway. And that's fine. There's a million different businesses and there's a million different ways to run a business. So it's okay. The RGS is for people that want to grow their revenue and they want to do it in a smart, controlled and affordable way. That's not everybody, and that's okay. Yeah, and there's probably a couple of other criteria that they should be thinking about too. Like we've discussed this recently that companies that generally do better in a system like this have a vision for their company. They kind of know where they're going as opposed to just like letting it happen to them. Those kinds of companies are generally going to do a little bit better. Um, they understand they need technology, right? Like that's a component of a revenue generation system is, is having the right tech stack and technology platform to help you execute in a systematic way. So, you know, I don't know if you remember that prospect we talked to before the holidays who was sending emails out on Outlook and they had kind of like spreadsheets for everything. Like if you're not going to embrace the concept of technology, I don't think a system is right for you either. Um, and I think the last one, and you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but just to uh, push a point home here, you know, change is hard. And in a lot of cases, these companies have been doing it their way for a long time, even though it hasn't really been producing the results they've been looking for. I think in order for this to be successful, they have to be open to change. You know, like play the guitar. But if I don't practice, if I don't take lessons, if I don't really lean into it, I'm going to quit in a couple of weeks because it's just too hard, right? I want to be a better golfer, right? I got to take lessons. I got to practice. I got to go to the range. I got to play more like 
just saying I want to be a better golfer and, and watching some YouTube videos and trying a couple things you know, on a Sunday, I'm not going to get better. I really got to lean into it. I got to make an investment in it, time and, and maybe even money so that I can actually learn the skills and get the tools and practice enough to really get better. The same thing is going to, going to be required here. You have to be willing to commit to it. You have to be willing to change behaviors across your organization. Or I don't think a system's really going to help you. You got any comments about any of those additional criteria? Yeah. I mean, it really does come down to patience sometimes too, right? I'm going to implement this new system. And because of that, um, I need to have a little time for it to have buy-in for my team and then traction on the activities they're doing to get the results I'm looking for. Uh, we talk to prospects on a regular basis who are like, if I don't get more leads tomorrow, I'm going to be out of business. That's not a good candidate for this. This is for someone who's like, all right, we got the 5 million. How do we get the 50 million, right? Okay, we're willing to make the investment and the time necessary and the effort necessary in order to really bring this all home. Those are the kinds of people that benefit from a revenue generation system. Right, and if that is really your goal and you're clear on your vision, then obviously system scale. So putting a system like this in is going to allow you to scale up to a size like that because you know, going from five to 50 is a significant growth spurt and you know what what got you to 10 is not going to be what gets you to 20 and not going to be what gets you to 40 and to 50 and you're going to need systems along the way that allow you to scale that business in a, in, in a lot of different ways so this would be a really good first step for companies that are thinking like that so uh, eric what's involved in getting a revenue generation like this uh, a revenue generation system like this set up like if if what we're saying appeals to the, our, our audience and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. How would I go about even doing that? Like what, what should they be thinking in terms of what some of those first steps would be to, to start getting something like this set up? Okay. So in the revenue, the typical revenue generation system, you're going to have six components of that. Right. And uh, I'm going to leave four out uh, to push them aside, because we've been talking about those four. That's strategy, or in other words, the story you're telling to who and how are you differentiated. Tactics, website, email marketing, uh, blogging, social media. Campaigns, demand generation, ABM, S uh, SEO, uh, social campaigns, whatever. And then the fourth is technology like HubSpot, right? So let's leave those to the side because we talked about those. What we don't reveal in some of our conversations is what's going on behind the scenes to bring that all together. And that comes down to the two additional pie pieces that we should talk to about today. The first one is processes, right? What's the process? So for someone starting out on a revenue generation system journey, they have to have three kinds of meetings on a regular basis. They have to have one weekly revenue team meetings, two, 30-day sprint planning, and three, quarterly planning. Now, there's a fourth in there that would be annual planning, but let's leave that aside, right? Because this is the regular rhythm. So what are these three meetings? The first one is a 90-minute meeting every single week with the same people, with the same agenda at exactly the same time, working on revenue. Now, invited to that meeting are people from the sales department people from the marketing department and people from customer or client services, because those are upsells and resells, that are, uh, upsells and, and the cross-sells that we want to affect also because they're part of revenue. In that meeting, 
you have a regular holding place for all the issues that are going on with generating revenue. How are we going to attack this new marketing campaign? How are we going to close these big prospects? Uh, how are we going to communicate to our clients that we have a new offering? All of those issues are contained in one 90-minute meeting. That meeting is sacred because think about it. If you had 52 meetings over the course of the year and you broke open three or four issues every single meeting, you're talking about 200 steps forward. How could you not grow your revenue by the whole team working on how can we uh, break open these issues and make advancements? So number one is the weekly revenue to meeting, 90 minutes, same time, same bat channel every single week. Now, from that meeting, you're going to create what's called the parking lot. And the parking lot are all the things that you want to do for your company, but because nobody has an unlimited budget, you can't do them all this month. So the parking lot becomes your prioritized list of things that are going to help you get to your goal. Every 30 days, you have to have a sprint planning meeting because we sprint in 30-day increments. And those uh, components that we're going to be working on over the 30 days are taken directly from the parking lot. What are the three or four most impactful uh, uh, activities that we're going to do this month that are going to move revenue forward? So that's a 60-minute meeting looking at the parking lot and deciding what we need. And then the last one is quarterly planning. It's not quarterly planning specifically for revenue growth per se, but it's quarterly planning to find out what the quarterly plan is for the entire company and how can sales and marketing support that entire plan by doing that. And a great example is we have a client they run therapy centers. They just unveiled to us that they're opening up a new uh, center. They just signed the lease and they're looking for it in the beginning of Q3. Great. Thanks for sharing that with the revenue team. Now, let us go to work on the activities necessary to ensure that when um, uh, July 1st comes, we're off and running with a fabulous grand opening. Now we have to uh, do the promotion, the public relations. What are the content that we need? We have to alter the website. All that stuff has to be done by the revenue team in order to drive revenue for our new location. So it's a coordination and alignment of what's going on with the company every quarter to make sure that marketing and sales isn't off to the left and the rest of the company is off to the right. If you just implemented those three meetings, that is an amazing start to putting in a revenue generation system. And on future uh, podcasts, Mike, we could go into what the agenda looks like and what we are. We, we have actually episodes for each of those six pieces of the system. We will go into them in a great degree of detail. But yes, that was a good overview. Yeah, but your takeaway from this first episode about revenue generation systems in 2023 is get a 90-minute meeting on the calendar for your team, uh, marketing, sales, and customer service, and start talking about what challenges you have. Even if you don't have the right agenda, it's a great step forward. So that's the one big uh, component of it. The second one is resources, okay? So Nobody who's listening to this podcast has an unlimited budget with amazing resources that are unending, right? We have limited amount of a budget we can invest in resources. And the resources, they come in three different buckets. Internal resources, your internal marketing and salespeople, for example. Exterior agencies, public relations agency, marketing agency, website design agencies, all those folks. And independent contractors, who are the people that we can use to kind of fill in the gaps of the program that we need. Now, by understanding that you have these three options of your resources and you have a set budget, you can start to allocate those resources into decision-making process, right? So there's always decisions that you can make. Well, we have our three initiatives from our sprint planning. 
Maybe we could do it ourselves internally. Great, no need to tap those external resources. Wait a minute, we need some help with copywriting. Let's bring in a copywriter contractor. There's a second form of resources. Make sure it matches the budget. And then third, hey, we're having a big problem telling our story. Let's bring in a marketing agency to help us with our marketing messaging. That would be an agency resources. So the constant balancing of internal resources, contractors, and outside agencies is the other step that you should consider. The problem is, or the challenge is, is that sometimes when you're working internally, you don't have enough bandwidth or expertise to get stuff done. So your move is to go outside. And now you'll go to a marketing agency and they'll be, no, no, you can only work with our marketing agency. We are not sharing and collaborating with anybody else. That's dumb, right? We're all kind of pulling on the rope in the same direction. Or the contractor scenario, right? Hey, I need a short-term stopgap for this specific project. Let me bring in a contractor for $5,000 for this specific project over the next 60 days, and it's one and done. So that juggling of the resources and allocating that every month so that you're hitting the budget and still leveraging your internal resources, which you're paying for anyway, is this, uh, the, the other big pillar that has to be installed. Resource management is something that is not even talked about in most companies, but it's really important because we don't want to go over budget because then it'll be even harder to get a return on marketing investment. Yeah, I think that resources piece is very important in terms of the issues we see a lot of times in companies where they have a very large appetite for things they want to get done and very little access to resources. So they end up getting a small percentage of what they had hoped done actually out and implemented, and that impacts their results. So, you know, there has to be some alignment between what they're trying to accomplish and the resources they're, they're putting onto it. And, um, you know, that would be a pretty big step in getting the revenue generation set up, set up is having that understanding and the, the system to move work through the set of resources uh, expand and contract the resources as needed when, when necessary so that everything the company wants to accomplish can actually get accomplished in a timely manner. So I think that's two really good points. And like I said, we're going to cover all six of these pieces of the system on their own episode. So we'll actually go into a lot more details around the meeting. Like there's a data component to it that we can talk about. Um, we'll go into a lot more detail around the resources planning piece of it so that you can uh, get a better idea how about manage internal resources and give them assignments so they're effective versus using a uh, contractor and how you manage them so they're effective versus working with an agency that maybe covers a broader swatch of what you're trying to get accomplished. We'll cover all of that and the other four that are briefly mentioned too. So hold hold your uh, horses till those episodes come up. Good. So um that covers the, the show agenda. Um, anything else you want to add around this concept of a revenue generation system? And we can wrap up and get people uh, back to what they were doing today. Yeah. You know, I, I think listening to our conversation, we left those like the little mystery. So I think just a quick summary of the six pieces of the pie. And if our listeners want to take these down, this will cause this will create the framework of what we're going to be talking about. So real quickly, just if you want to capture it in the entirety to give you a little preview of what we're going to be talking about, you have your process, weekly, monthly, and quarterly meetings. You have your strategy. What story are you telling? To who? And how are you differentiated? The third would be your tactics. How are you going to deliver that story? Website, email marketing, social media, so forth. 
Then you have campaigns. How do I get my story in front of the right people? Outbound, inbound, demand generation, account-based marketing, all of that is incorporated there. They, oh, and uh, uh, in your campaigns, you have some uh, data analysis. So you make sure that what you're doing is working and it's uh, giving you a positive return. And then you have, like we just mentioned, your resource management, inside resources, outside agencies, independent contractors. If you are not 80%- Technology. What? Technology. You skipped Techno one. Technology. Technology. I'm sorry. If you're not 80% efficient, no, proficient. In all six of those pieces of the pie, you're not going to achieve your revenue goals. And that's really it, is that look at them in six different buckets. Each one of them has their own kind of thrust. You want to grade yourself on how am I doing on each six. And when you reach 80% or more uh, proficiency in each one of those six, you won't have to listen to this podcast anymore. Yeah. And like I said, um, the whole season is going to be dedicated to this concept. So we will go into each of these in a lot more detail. We'll share some examples and we'll share some of the tools and things that are part of this system so that you can get a really good idea about how to do this. Uh, and Eric's right. If you're doing all these things in the way we're describing, you will not have a problem with revenue. You will be meeting your revenue goals month over month and the company will grow. And uh, look, why, why would you think any differently? Because look, what you were doing before is not working. This is going to give you a whole different framework on how to think about revenue, how to stretch it across all three areas of your business, and how to apply these different levers effectively so that you can hit your goals. Remember, this podcast series is going to take you as the business leader and convert your thinking that sales, marketing, and customer service revenue generation is no longer an art. It's not only even a science. It is a system. And when you implement this system, you will be blown away how you'll keep making steady advances in the growth of your company. Guaranteed. That's awesome. Thanks so much. So just to wrap up again, um, if you're interested in the show, you can check us out on YouTube. The Square Two Marketing channel has all the What's Wrong With Revenue shows posted. This show will be posted tomorrow morning for you to get access to it. Like it, subscribe to it, leave us comments. We really appreciate all of that. If you want to check out the show, we have a, a page dedicated to What's Wrong With Revenue on our website. Go to the footer of our website, squared2marketing.com. There's a link, What's Wrong With Revenue. Click it, and you'll see all our latest shows. You can also drop a question in there if you want Eric and me to handle it. Happy to handle questions when we get them. And um, uh, you can also subscribe to the show. So if you want us to email the show when we're done uh, producing it, we can drop it in your email box, and you can catch it in an on-demand fashion there. Uh, Square Two Plus, our streaming service has all audio and video content. All the What's Wrong with Revenue shows are have its own channel. What's Wrong with Revenue on Square Two Plus, uh, Square2Marketing.com/backslash/Square2Plus. And last but not least, the show is produced in all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in podcasts and you like audio file formats, you can subscribe to the show and get access to the entire package of What's Wrong with Revenue. Uh, Next week's show, episode 62, we're actually going to dig into each of these pillars that Eric talked about briefly today, four pillars and the two supporting elements of a revenue generation system, resources, strategy, process, technology, campaigns, and tactics. We'll cover all of those in detail on next week's show. Stay tuned. Thank you very much and have a really great day. See you.